Welcome to the McGappin Fries Movie Podcast. I am Gavin. And I'm Ian. And um, what we are is that we are basically a movie podcast where we talk about a whole bunch of movie news and uh, we review movies. I shall be reviewing uh, Maniac, the remake of Maniac. <laughs> is that like a really badly timed thing? <laughs> no, that's on purpose. Uh, and I'll be, I'll be reviewing uh, DC animated movies, Superman Unbound, Justice League, Flashpoint, as well as touching upon Mr. Go and Warm Bodies. Holy shit, so you got quite a few then. Yeah, it's the in show today. You've had a lot of free time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> this is great radio. <laughs> I fucking hate those ads on websites that play music without fucking asking you. I'm sure, that, I'm sure like the two or three people who listen to this don't particularly like it either, but no. they're going to be treated to some of that shit. <laughs> Uh, while we're on the subject, uh, I should probably let you know that uh, we may we may get the uh, the odd interruption here and there because uh, the house next door is doing some renovations. Mm. We may hear some drilling noises in the near future. If that happens, just stick with us because we're awesomely funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you'd like to contact us, uh, ask us questions or whatever, you can email us at podcast at That's podcast at Thank you. All right, moving straight into the news. Yeah. Uh, big thing today. Did you hear about who's going to be in Expendables 3? No. This is fucking crazy. You don't know about this? this no. This is awesome. I've been in bed all day. Bruce Willis is not going to be in it. Okay. But in his place, and this is confirmed, the Hollywood Reporter confirmed this, Harrison Ford. You're shitting me. <laughs> Harrison Ford is going to be in Expendables 3. There's no, um, you know, there's no report on what kind of role, how big is it going to be. Well, he'll mumble. Is it a cameo? We don't know, mm. but it's Harrison Ford, even if it's a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a really interesting news for someone who just appears to not hate have, acting, not want to have any fun. Yeah, because I, I can't imagine. I mean, these boys, you know, uh, Harrison Ford doesn't fit into the category of Expendables cast that needs this movie to to be in a cinema release. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, as much as I love Van Damme and Ludgren and you know, like Terry Crews and all these guys, it's like if they're Normally, when they're the lead in an action flick, whether it's good or bad, it's usually VOD, very limited cinema release. Yeah. If at all, it's usually direct to DVD. Although VOD is making way more money than than um, for 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 sort of mid mid level budget movies to low budget movies, VOD is a much more profitable place for them to be rather than the big screen. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, Sylvester Stallone himself <coughs> tweeted the news on Tuesday. It says, Willis out, Harrison Ford in. Great news. Been waiting years for this. End quote. There's a lot of exclamation marks in this tweet. <laughs> <laughs> he is a bit nuts on the old Twitter then. Yeah, yeah. And then a few, was it, was a few it? minutes later, he tweeted, greedy and lazy. A sure formula for career failure. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I think he needs to take his meds. Yeah. He's all fucked up. But so, yeah, Bruce Willis won't be, won't be in it, though. Yeah. Well... Um, the I just I don't I don't know how much action Harrison Ford will do though because he's not very mobile these days. He kind of you know ever since Patriot Games he kind of limps. And I do know that the insurance companies were getting a heart attack every time. <laughs> 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 I remember reading this uh, this article and I think it was when Clear Present Danger was supposed to be coming out. Uh, was and that when the trailer shot where he's jumping away from the bomb and yeah, it's the yeah. most awkward running jump thing ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Premier Magazine, which was still in print at the time, they had this whole thing of the uh, the top 100 most powerful people in Hollywood. Mm. And um, you know Harrison Ford. I don't know. I can't remember what number he was, but he was up there. And they were and they were just saying like that for each for each person they would have like strengths and then blah 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 international box office very yeah. strong blah 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 you know reputation good and then weaknesses. It's like 
insistence on doing his own stunts at his at his age or scaring the shit out of insurance companies a lot, <laughs> a lot of them won't a lot of them won't insure him in these types of movies because he insists on doing his own fucking stunts yeah, yeah. then then again bear in mind this was clear and present danger days yeah he's he's aged a fair bit since then yeah i mean he it, looks didn't, like- it didn't really bug me in those movies when it really started to bug me was when he did hollywood homicide and when he was in, in, i couldn't in, watch that i i, I had you know <laughs> i've <laughs> At the time, Hollywood Homicide was when I was still at that point of watching movies where I would watch a movie all the way through. Yeah. I'm, I'm over that now. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I still have to watch a movie all the way through. No, I mean, like, I'm I'm very... I'll watch most movies. Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, say, for example, like, Movie 43, I'm like, fuck this. You know, life's too short. You know, if, oh, I just wouldn't start watching If that. a movie is atrocious, really atrocious, I, I mean, like, if it's if it's at home, I, I reserve the right to turn that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> If I paid good money to watch it in the cinema, no matter how bad it is, you'll stay. I will stay. Yeah, yeah. Did you see uh, Ford in the? They had, I, I managed to skip the trailer for the trailer for Ender's Game, yeah, but fuck they, that. yeah, fuck but they had they released the actual trailer. And yeah, I know. And just because they released the trailer for the trailer, I refused to watch that trailer. Yeah, it's like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I watched it. It kind of gives away the whole book story. Well, I mean, even the first trailer, they were giving shit away left, right, and center. I mean, yeah. but uh, I'm. It's, it's a movie that I'm bizarrely excited for, for some strange reason, e- even though I know it could very well turn out to be shit, mm. um, but I just, I just want to see it. But, I, but it's you read be- the book? It's be- I read the first one, Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's because I want to see it that I have not watched a single trailer since that first one. The second trailer, this new trailer is uh, very uh, special effects heavy with the ships. You like, see, that's not a very good sign. That's a lot, because it's not really about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot of battle scenes or him directing because the simulations, right? Yeah, and a lot yeah, of Asa yeah. Butterworth doing, um, you know, kung fu moves in glass windows. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they kind of, they have a lot of Ben Kingsley's, you know, ex- ex- exclaiming in horror at some of the moves that your man is making. Yeah. That kind of would be near the end of the book. Yep. yep. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Uh, I mean, my memory of the book is hazy, just, yeah. um, you know, at best, but I don't know, I, I am very curious to see, because I know that uh, Orson Scott Card, even though uh, some of his sort of beliefs have been getting a lot of press... Because he's a, raising, a raving homophobe. Yeah, there you go. You know? <laughs> um, uh, all that aside, from what I understand, it, the, the movie is very much its own thing. I remember reading... Yeah, as the, the, the distribution company and the producers have been very no. much coming out to say that. It's like, well, we don't have any... It's nothing to do with him. No, but I've even read in an interview with Orson Scott Card where even he has said that this this is not his Ender's Game. This is not his film. Mm. Um, you know, this is Gavin Gavin Hood's script. It's his, it's his version. Uh, so... Uh, in, in, in that regard, I am willing to give it a go. You know, I mean, I figure how bad can it fucking be? Yeah. And even if it is bad, all, all the more fun to review. Yeah, and Ben Kingsley's <laughs> in it, so he, he's great in bad movies. Yeah, you know, I especially liked it when he poured boiling water down his ear in The Love Guru. <laughs> you have to remind me of that fucking film. It's That's... my duty to remind everyone that that movie exists. So and, uh, so everyone, Val Kilmer. So everyone knows just how bad movies can get. Yeah, <laughs> and reminds everyone of Fat Val Kilmer. That's right. And what, and what is it you can't face? Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you. What is, it, what is it you can't face? I was just like, oh no. Terrible fucking movie. Um, but you laughed at that line. No. I saw it with you. I remember you laughed at that. It was yeah. the only time we laughed. No, we were like, did they just say that? What is it you can't face? <laughs> Brian Singer's been tweeting again from the set of X-Men. We finally get to see full-scale Sentinel, and they're big. They're big, yeah. They're not small. They're not, they're not quite as big as I would like. Mm. 
You know, because when I think Sentinels, I think just, you know, buildings. Well, I think they're uh, really that big. Yeah. I don't know. I think these are the right size. These are X-Men cartoon size. Although they do look a bit wiry. They should be thick. They, I mean, what I do like about the design is that with the colors and everything, they are staying true to the colors of the comic. Mm. And they are figuring, the, the design is such that it looks like they're trying to really make an effort to see like if this was real. Yeah. How it might look. It's, it won't look exactly like the comics, but... Because those are retarded looking. Yeah, but know. they're amazingly retarded looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's because they're huge. Yeah. They're buildings. And they don't really have feet. They just have kind of stumps. That's right. That's Elephant right. feet and shit. Whereas this one kind of looks like it's got like some weird feet. Yeah. It looks like it's going to have some of that... It looks like it's going to have some of that District 9 alien walking action. A it's little like bit, but no, not the problems. Nah, no, no, I mean, it just looks like yeah, it just looks like a big pair of white Nikes, big size twenty Nikes or something. But uh, it looks. Like, I mean, there's a big fan in his chest as well. And I hope to have a beam coming out of that occasionally. Be cool, but it's like because you know it's, it gets really hot. Yeah, they, they filmed in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> it does look cool though. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. I'm glad that we're gonna get a lot of sentinels. All we need is like just a couple, few hundred more. Yeah, and it'll you know it'll all be shiny. Shiny. <laughs> And uh, James Marsden's confirmed that he's out for... He's not in X-Men. They didn't bring him back. Cyclops is still not around. Yeah. That sucks. Well, it's kind of hard to... Kind of hard to backtrack on that one. Backtrack on what? He just disappeared. Now, well, I mean, like... They, they left it open. They could have, you know... They could have. He just caught... He left the lake and went and started Superman Returns. Wouldn't that piss you off? Is like, you're, you're looking at the cast list and the character list and you're thinking, you found a way to get every motherfucker in the universe in there except me. Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying... What's going on, man? Uh -huh. like, shit. I mean, Cable's in it for fuck's sake. That's right. <laughs> How can you have Cable without me? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I heard a little bit about that. I'm, I'm actually... If they were to do something with the character, it'll be cool, but otherwise I won't really miss him. I mean, they never really knew what to do with him in the, in the X-Men movies, which no. is a shame because he's a, he's a he's an awesome character. Yeah. You know, in the in the comic books when Cyclops and Wolverine go at it. It's great. It's great. Have you been reading any of the recent ones cuz I like I got it when Grant Morrison was doing New X-Men and then I started picking up some of the Wolverine in the X-Men one where basically they had a fight mm -hmm. where Scott's gone all like terrorist Oh, yeah. Like he's all for like fighting for the mutants and no, supposed I, to be a teacher. Uh, I haven't been reading any of the new stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then the Phoenix came back, and Scott was all about we're going to use the Phoenix to help restart mutants, and Wolverine was like no, and so it was Avengers versus X. It was actually pretty good. Sounds like they've been telling the same story over and over yeah. and over. <laughs> Gene, oh fuck, not again. The Phoenix comes back. We got a user to help, and Logan doesn't want to like abuse Gene yeah. again. <laughs> it's like Logan's turned into a pussy. Yeah. Fucking love sick. Well, he's running the Gene Gray school now. Is he? Yeah. What in the and, Yeah, and Scott's off on Utopia being and like Grant Scott. Morrison. Scott's hanging. Scott's hanging out. No, Grant, this isn't Grant Morrison anymore. Scott's hanging out with Magneto now. They're oh, chums okay. and buds, like. It's like it's like fucking Dawson's Creek. It's like sooner or later everyone just sort of hangs out with everyone. Yeah, and then the ladder lands on the window and it's Toad. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Toad's the janitor, janitor in the school now because you know why not. <laughs> uh, uh, did you hear about? The, the Weinstein company <coughs> wanting to take out 20 minutes of uh, Snowpiercer. No. Yeah, this is... Uh, I missed the trailer as well. There was a, a cool trailer thing I heard a while ago, but I missed that. I saw, I, saw, I saw the first trailer for it. I'm not sure if there was another one. Um, this one that I saw, mo uh, all the credits were in Korean. Mm. Uh, I mean, dialogues and everything was still in English as well, but I couldn't really understand what was going on mm. uh, from the trailer. It looked cool. Mm. Know, visually, it looked like it was going to have... Um, you know, it was going to have some of uh, the... What's the director's name again? Fucking... 
I can never remember these fucking Korean directors' names. <laughs> there you go again with your Korean racism. Fuck's sake. Uh, Bo, Bo Joon Ho, sorry. Bo Joon Ho, mm. who is the director of Mother and uh, the host yep. who's, who's making his uh, Hollywood debut with Snowpiercer. Uh, apparently, Harvey. The, the movie, from what I can see, and there's the drilling I was telling you about. Yeah. Uh, the movie, uh, from what I've read, is about how the basically outside the world is all fucked up. And it's a nice age, right? Yeah, and uh, there's a, this society that lives within this train, and it's about class. And, and all the dregs of society are pushed to, sort of to the corner and then the high or class Or the boilers or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tilda Swinton is playing another bizarre character. Surprise, uh, surprise. Speaking in a really fucking unrecognizable Scottish accent. Oh. Yeah, yeah. She's got... She looks like... She looks like she's... Uh, you remember that movie The Road to Wellville? With yeah. Anthony Hopkins, and Anthony Hopkins had that bizarre accent with the buck teeth. Yeah, yeah. she looks like that. <laughs> she looks, she looks like that in this movie, and I don't understand. I couldn't understand a fucking word she was saying Weird. in the trailer. Um, and Chris Evans, I guess, is like you know, he's like the rebel. He's the Kunta Kinte of the piece who helps them fight, fight the evil doers. Okay. Uh, but the movie looks cool, um, and it's been doing very, very well in Korea. It's mm-hmm. been it's been released. Uh, yeah, it's been released in Korea. Oh. It's driving. Uh, Korean box office blown to bits, and Harvey Weinstein is now deciding that basically Americans are too stupid to understand everything, and uh, he's asked for about 20 minutes to be cut out, cutting it from 120. The movie, the movie's 126 minutes. Because that won't be confusing. Oh, it's 126 minutes. Okay. It's 126 minutes, and he wants 20 minutes out for the um, not just the American release, but for um, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, England, and Canada. Fuck. So that's pretty fucked up because yeah. Weinstein has the rights for all those countries. So he's insisting that they take out, which is pretty much like twenty minutes. That's a reel. Yeah. So like take 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 out a full reel of film to make this movie more digestible. Um, that's crap. I, it's it's crap. Completely pointless. The movie's been getting really really good reviews. It's got Chris Evans, as I said, really solid cast: Tilda Swinton, Ed Harris, Jamie Bell, Octavia Spencer, John Hurt, and uh, Korean actors Song Kang Ho and Ko Ah Sung. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's right. And you know, it's uh, he's also. I mean, it's been he's also done this before because he, with particularly with Asian films, he meddled with um, Princess Mononoke. He's the one who insisted on the dub. Oh, was he? Yeah. And but I mean, they did they did a good job with that dub, didn't they? Really? That was the one. Princess Mononoke was the one that got Neil Gaiman to write dialogue to fit the lip flaps. Is it? Yeah, yeah. That's well, one like, curse, not maybe, maybe maybe that was the one that came out initially, but I think it, before that there was another one that did, that didn't work. Was there? I never saw it, but apparently, I mean, like, that's what I read. Mm. <laughs> um, I just always remember Nausicaa Valley of the he's Wind. Also Patrick, a, he's also Stewart. doing a similar thing with uh, The Grandmaster, uh, the new Wong Kar Wai movie. Apparently, there's a, there's a, a shorter version of that that's going to be reaching America. That's fucked up. Yeah. As long as it's uh, available as an extra on the DVD, it's fine, though. Oh, uh, British news, Anglophile news, I guess you would call this. Uh, the Inbetweeners is getting a movie sequel. Yes. Which is great news. It's great news. This was like, this made 60, it was like UK's British success. But it, it made like 70 million in the UK alone. Alone, yeah. Or something ridiculous, <laughs> which just shows how fucked up the English are. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but that summer, I was ever listening to radio shows with the UK and they're like, they were frantically shuffling around. It was like, 
fucking in betweeners movie who's going to watch this and everyone was like it was literally just throwing other movies out of the back door of the cinema so they could put more reels of the in betweeners on it was funny yeah it was funny it is a very good show I still have to get through another I think we got one disc left on the box set yeah no, it's, it's a very very funny TV show uh, if you haven't seen it and if you're not easily offended yeah. I, I highly recommend it's you disgusting it it's, it's a disgusting dis- the characters are disgusting uh, but you know but the movie one thing that the movie did that um, that Kevin and Perry also did quite well was that it managed to be maintain the dis- the, the sort of this depravity, depravity of the characters, but it also managed to find uh, its heart. Yeah, but you know? while doing the stereotypical British TV to movie thing of, let's go on holiday. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It always works. <laughs> Not always. It always works. Have you seen On the Buses on Holiday? That's the one that's always dragged up as the worst. No, 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 no. I've never seen that. Yeah. And I think, I think uh, Only Fields and Horses went downhill once they got, once they won the lottery. And once, once they went to Mallorca, yeah. you know, I mean, it was all fucked up from there. Exactly. It's like that's the kiss of death. Don't take your show to Mallorca. No. Does anyone go into Does anyone go to Mallorca these days? Is it still a popular place? I think so. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the last in the last podcast we talked a little bit about how uh, it was officially announced that the Man of Steel sequel. Oh yeah. Was going to uh, the Man of Steel sequel is basically going to be a Superman versus Batman movie. Or Batman versus Superman. That's right. They haven't decided. And they yet. were using the uh, the dark Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns as sort of a blueprint in which they could approach this relationship. Mm. Uh, and we weren't entirely convinced by it. It seemed like uh, it wasn't a very clever idea to shoehorn Batman into, into a Superman into movie. a Superman sequel. Yeah. You know, um, build it up a bit more first. I think maybe I think Batman deserves his own film and and I think the Well, he has had 3. I know, I'm, but that's just it. I'm, Sorry, he's had seven. No, but that's just it. I'm not saying do an original story. Yeah. But uh, do a movie where we can get to know this this new guy because we got to get used to him again. Mm. You know, it's uh, and I don't know. It just feels like the, like like before. Like it was like they're shortchanging the character. Mm. And um, so now there's been um, reports of people who are front runners for the role. And there's also uh, they've always been saying that uh, Zack Snyder has been is going to be meeting up with Frank Miller to uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, the internet went nuts over this. It's like, what do you do? Why talk to Frank Miller? He's insane now. He's insane. He's not He's not Frank Miller anymore. No, he's not. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, it's just the kind of thing that you say you're going to do. You don't have to listen to him. Yeah. Um, if the fucking fanboys would be would be shitting a brick if you didn't talk to Frank Miller. Yeah. You know, so you can't win anyway. That's not the big deal. <coughs> I mean, the big deal is that they got these front runners. Now, yeah. the first person that they got... And this should give something away is that uh, they're looking for a Batman in his 40s. Yeah. An older Batman. So, again, kind of in keeping with The Dark Knight Returns, although in The Dark Knight Returns he's a bit older than that. Yeah. And well, uh, Bale is, Bale himself is 38, right? Yeah. Well, and, uh, and apparently it was, uh, Bale was asked to come back. Was he? And he turned it down. Really? Yeah. So, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, did he say? what did he say? Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> although you just... you. you I kind of wish that he would do it just to imagine what it would be like to see Bale and Cavill yeah. acting together. You know that Bale would just mop the floor with this fucking guy. I don't know, when he does that fucking voice. You know what, I mean, like, I don't have Because Cavill was all like, you know, strength and reserve, and Bale's all like, where's the rest of the shipments? <laughs> but I, I, I loved it. He, he made the character his. Yeah, yeah. He made the character his, and it was such a ballsy move. 
You know, it could it could have backfired. And even people who hate it st- don't hate it entirely. They no, no. Like I mean, he's, not, he's good, but it's just the voices. It's just it's it's it, it's such a funny little thing. Like it's just like even what was the last one when he's in the plane on his own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, so that's what that feels like. Yeah, like why are you talking like that to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> There's no one else around. You can use your indoor voice. Uh, so who we got? We got Josh Brolin, who mm-hmm. apparently is uh, top of the list. He's the front runner. Uh, this could work. That could work very much. It could work. It's uh, craggy. Be a little interesting uh, because of his high-profile divorce from uh, Ma Kent. Oh. <laughs> I didn't follow that. Although, although they probably... I don't read the rag trades. Well, I don't read the rag trades. I just know that they had a high-profile divorce. I didn't go into fucking detail. I, I know don't know were. that she got like half his shit. I didn't she know. She probably did. I didn't know they were married. <laughs> well, yeah. So, they got the fu- she got the farm. Did she? <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, after that is um, Ryan Gosling. Fuck that. No, thank you. Batman, uh, that Batman just doesn't say anything for the whole movie. This is this is this kind of thing. Like Ryan Ryan Gosling, his name even being there is just purely because he's Ryan Gosling and he's doing very well right now. Yeah, although that may only God forgives is getting caned. Yeah, it is. It is. But, but they're caning the director, not so much him. Hmm. Well, I've heard that he does what he did in Drive and what he did in people Blue Valentine. Still, people are starting so. to realize that this... He's the laziest actor on the planet. <laughs> He's really good at standing straight. Yeah. <laughs> with, with one elbow bent. He does silence very well. He does. He, yeah. uh, I love it when he doesn't speak. He's amazing. <laughs> I saw actually there's a t-shirt, well, t-shirt of the week. There was two t-shirts. One was... Um, it's his car, and it's oh, him walking to it like a hero. Speaking of t-shirts, all completely aside, fuck you for introducing Redbubble. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I'm gonna say. You wasted how much of your time going through all the t-shirts on Redbubble. Just go fuck yourself, man. Just like <laughs> you're an asshole. For those of you who don't know, I like I, I get a little pleasure out every day sending Gavin some t-shirt that he fucking loved but can't afford to get because if he did, he'd have like loads of t-shirts and no car problem is is like it's not to say you can't afford a t-shirt you just can't afford this many yeah <laughs> it's just too damn many were you just scrolling through the turtles ones no actually oh I should say to some of them they're pretty good what is fucked up about that site that you soon that I soon realized is that you can just type in all kinds of random shit and you'll come up with amazing t-shirts yeah. <laughs> anything what are you typing in daredevil porn everything batman on superman porn I, I typed in well first I typed in point break that was a big mistake <laughs> 16 pages later then I typed in fringe oh huge huge fucking mistake yeah, you'll see them in a couple of weeks. But uh, there was a there was a tea that was basically his car and him walking towards it the same way like the Akira one. Who are we talking about now? Uh, Ryan Gosling from Ryan Pride. Gosling. So he's got the jacket, the white jacket on, and it just says Hero instead of and with the Asian with the Japanese characters behind it, like the Akira poster. Right, right, right. You know, with uh, Canada walking to his bike. Yeah, yeah. I saw another one of those, which was Pee Wee Herman walking to his bike from the movie, <laughs> and it just says Pee Wee at the bottom, or yeah, Pee Wee. Awesome. That was fucking cool. I did see a Scott Pilgrim t-shirt where Scott, Scott Pilgrim was Tetsuo from Akira and he had the fucked up arm. Oh, right. <laughs> Tetsuo! <laughs> I need to watch uh, that movie again. It's fucking insane, the ending of it. So who else we got? We got Joe, Joe Magdanilo. Magdanilo, he's from True Blood and How I Met Your Mother. Do you ever watch that? How I Met Fuck that show. <laughs> he was... Uh, did he, you see? Did you see? He was one of the front... He was uh, also one of the front runners for Superman. Um, he nearly got Superman. Apparently, Zack Snyder really liked him. Oh. He's very funny in How I Met Your Mother. He's also in um, uh, Magic Mike. Okay. Um, did you see... I think there was a Comic-Con panel for How I Met Your Mother, which is... I don't know why there was a Comic-Con panel for How I Met Your Mother. Because it's the final season. 
Oh, I know, but yeah, it, yeah, kind of, it gets, I, it, it gets I, to the whole I, thing about Comic-Con being diluted. But did you see the little clip they recorded of the kids? No. They're like, so anyway, well, that summer was one of the hottest on record and showing the normal kind of opening. And then it cuts to the two kids sitting on the couch like, Jesus Christ, Dad, we've been sitting here for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> and the, 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 the boy is like, this, my sister is the only woman I've ever seen. I'm getting really creeped out here. We've been pissing in a bucket for 10 years. Well, we've talked about this, how it's, it's one of the most fucked up sitcoms ever because this is a sitcom about a guy who forces his kids to, to, to listen to all about all the women that he fucked before he met their mom. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's really right. I don't know why I got a panel either. <laughs> Although, I, I, I must confess, I do watch it. I don't. Uh, it's, not, it, it's not as good as it used to be, but, you know, I just watch it for fucking Barney. For Neil Barney Simpson, Harris. yeah. yeah. Uh, no, next on the list is uh, Richard Armitage. Orin, Thorin Oakenshield. Yeah. Um, could work. Could. Could work. I mean, they're all... He's, he's way taller in real life. <laughs> <laughs> you mean he's not actually a dwarf? No, 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 no. Next on, next on it was uh, Max Martini, who was the de- the Australian father in Pacific Rim, so mm. fuck that. Uh, Matthew, nice. Matthew Good. Matthew Good, Aussie. Aussie Mandias from uh, Watchmen. Oh, I saw him in... Uh, Stoker? Stoker, yeah. I mean, he was creepy as fuck in that, but he pulled out... He wears a cravat well. I, I was told that the movie feels like the longest fucking Alfred Dunhill commercial you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I told you that. <laughs> That's exactly. He's, he, you talk about Ryan Gosling. Matthew Good is the master of having one hand in his pocket and leaning on something casually. <laughs> while looking distinguished. Uh, I haven't that. seen it yet, but I really want to. That's another movie that uh, is... Uh, a Hollywood debut of another acclaimed Korean director, the director of Old Boy. Yeah, we, we did we. Uh, I think we, we were away. We didn't do a review. I, I wrote a review, but I mean that that movie annoyed me. That movie annoyed me. I mean, get angry at that movie. Which one, Stoker? Stoker, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah the yeah, ending yeah, kind yeah. of cold cuts. It doesn't kind of agree with the previous ten minutes, and Nicole Kidman's playing a stereotype completely. And there's some very cool little visual trickery in there, but. Uh, another, I mean, this is uh, purely like what the fanboys are saying. A lot of fanboys wish that John Hamm could be in the running. Mm. Uh, I think that's pretty interesting. And, and uh, another, but another fanboy request that I actually agree with is completely fucking hire back Michael Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that shit 100%. He's great, just crazy Batman. Yeah. He's the right age. He's, he's just the right age. He still looks good for his age. He's not, he hasn't gotten fat. He's still fit. And he's still fucking Batman. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the Batman voice down pat. Out of all the Batmans, he's my favorite Batman voice. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I loved his Batman voice. It was just, it was like a whisper. It was very nice. You just couldn't move his neck. That's right. And that wasn't his fault. Yeah. I'm sure he really wanted to move his neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really, I'm sitting on set. They didn't get that shit right until the, sec- until the second Bale movie. Yeah. Even in, even in Batman Begins, he still couldn't fucking move his neck. <laughs> He walks like Robocop. How are you gonna practice those ninjutsu moves if you can't move your fucking <laughs> Yeah, you can't look you can't look slightly to your left. Dumbass. This is like Batman's enemy, peripheral vision. You'd think someone as clever as him would have noticed the defect pretty early on, you know, it's like come they couldn't do it. No. And then and then and suddenly in the dark night is this huge fucking mental breakthrough. It's like, uh, so you wanna be able to move your neck. <laughs> Remember Lucius Fox in the new design? They had to draw attention to they the fact. They had to draw attention to the fact that it hadn't been done before. Yeah. Just making it even clearer that he actually is kind of stupid for not thinking of it sooner. They did, I mean, I don't like to look back on it that much because the more you look back on the Dark Knight, right, it's just the dumber Batman is. Yeah. Like yeah. The, between no, no, no. the more you look back on the entire trilogy, yeah. the more you... He's an idiot. The more you realize that not, it's like fucking, you know, like, you know, Nolan's good at plugging holes. 
<laughs> he plugs up. He tries to. He's so intent. He's so. He's got the spackle out. The plot spackle. You know, he's so he's so hell bent on being making everything real. Yeah. That he forgets to make it credible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when you look at it, like Bale's Batman was kind of weird. It was. It's a fucking freak show. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. It's awesome. He didn't build any of that shit himself. Superman. <laughs> I need to go back to I need to go back to Gotham. Where are you from? Gotham wants me. Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, you think and, and since and Henry Cavill likes to shout when he's fighting, so you think and from the way that uh, Christian Bale likes to shout when he was fighting Bane. Yeah. When they do fight and just be oh, oh. But I'm trying to think, what was there was a Gerard Butler was also on another list that was on Latino Review, fuck but that. I won't even I won't even bring that shit up. No. <laughs> Scottish Batman, fuck that. No, there was one of these anime I, I remember seeing it, but I can't remember which one it was. There was one of these animated DC movies. I have the list here, but it had like Batman and Superman meeting for the first uh, time. <laughs> Sorry, straight apart. <laughs> but at the meeting for the first time and he had like a bomb. You like, were like the dog from up. <laughs> Squirrel! <laughs> no, but like Batman had a a bomb rigged up somewhere, or he threatened to have a bomb rigged up somewhere. There's never, there's never anywhere to get rid of a bomb. Yeah, because and Superman was like, I don't agree with what you're doing, or something like that, and he's like, well, tough shit, on Batman. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, I can't remember what that was in. Uh, it's cool though. Oh, I'm sure. Hmm. I don't yeah. Uh, so back on that, that all, that's all the Batman cast was it? Casting yeah, rumors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's. Yeah. I'm very you know it's one of those weird things of like knowing I'm gonna be there on opening day and knowing and knowing is that when I see a trailer I'm gonna be pumped. But until I see a trailer, I'm just kind of wondering why are you doing it like this? Yeah. I don't necessarily feel it's the best way to go. And so basically, what would have been better for the third one? You're introducing an old Batman. Yeah. You know, so what, who's not the old Batman? Yeah. Or the older Batman? Yeah. So I mean, or the other older Batman? And that they're also saying brings out Kilmer back. It's not an origin story. It's not an origin story that he's his character has already been around. So how are you going to fit that into the Man of Steel continuity? Should yeah. you like? You know, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be better to make another Batman movie and have some shit that was happening in Man of Steel happen at the same time so you can just kind of. Get, yeah, build it together. Build it together, get some context. You know, rather than playing catch Because up. DC doesn't have any fucking patience. It's the, you know, it's their own fucking fault. They could have done a JLA movie years ago. Yeah. They've had all the characters under Warner Brothers banner. They had Joss Whedon working on Wonder Woman and they let that fucker slip through their hands. You know, it's, there's so many things that could have happened, that could have done, and now they're trying to shoehorn everything in. They're introducing Flash, but they're introducing Flash via the TV. You know, it's like... The TV? TV. On Arrow. Is the fucking Green Arrow going to be from Arrow? You know what I mean? It's like, they're, you're... you're if you want to work towards a JLA movie, work towards a JLA movie. Yeah. Don't start introducing all this new shit in the t in the television. Yeah, Graham one, start with Plastic Man movie. That may or may not be connected to the movies. I mean, it's fucked up. And if, and by having Nolan involved, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. No. Nolan is not a comic book person. No. You know, I mean, he's not. And you need a comic book person. You need a Joss Whedon type of person to steer this shit. Yeah. Nolan's going to try and keep everything. I mean, but then again, Nolan... Also has love for sci-fi. We don't know how just how crazy Interstellar is going to be. Yeah. You know, and Inception was crazy sci-fi. I mean, he's an amazing filmmaker. I'm just not so sure he's the right person to do the the whole because you can't do DC, you can't do JLA without going ridiculously cosmic. And they're putting all their 
eggs in one basket. They're not getting like Marvel have been getting. You know, they had um, dude from Swingers. John Favreau. John Favreau. <laughs> I mean, John Favreau was in the Marvel Universe for a while, but they diversified in getting what's his name Gunn to do Guardians of the Galaxy. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they've got a lot of different guys. A lot. They're juggling a lot of balls, and yeah, that's good. Whereas it's just like Nolan, I'm Nolan, so, Nolan. I'm so pumped for Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> that movie's gonna be insane. <laughs> <laughs> even, even if like just visually, yeah, it's just gonna be ridiculous. <clears throat> Can't wait. Um, I wanted to follow on with the TV news earlier because it looks like that um, John Lloyd has been in discussions with Rowan Atkinson about a possible movie based on Black Adder. Uh-huh. The idea would be getting everyone back and uh, trying to do a dad's army. It's a horrible idea. You think? But they got a cold it's. It's a horrible idea. Instead of going on holidays, they got a cold it's. They're like, it's in the 1960s. Oh no, they were going to do, a fifth season was going to follow a band, but this one they're going to do like. They're dad's army kind of group, and they get kidnapped, and they're sent to cold. It's a horrible idea. You think? Terrible. No, you can, I mean, ever since Black they returned to it four times. I mean, that's pretty. They did pretty well each of those times. It's one yeah. of those things where it is. It, you would say, oh, sequel, fuck that. But they did it four times already. Blackadder goes forth, and the and the Blackadder Scrooge special. That's uh, and everything else after that has just been shit. Like that thing that that thing that they did for uh, the Millennium uh, Dome opening up. That was, oh, the- that was fucking atrocious. Mm. Um, you know, it's just it doesn't work. Not, not to say it doesn't work. I mean, I mean, like the, the originals are classics. Just leave them the fuck alone. I don't see the point of making a movie now. What was it's it the Scrooge thing? Wasn't it that he was a nice guy, but by the end of it, he saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was that when he saw the Ghost of Future? Of, of, of what was it? Ghost of um, Christmas Future? And yeah, it was like yeah. in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like space, space pirate Blackadder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> really bad eighties effects. Yeah, yeah. That was, awesome. that was quite. That was, yeah. that was quite funny. And he comes back and he's what kicks a kid or something. Like fuck this, I'm gonna be nasty. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then they also, you know, newsflash, because Tony Robbins is, pro- is probably very near 70 now, so he'd be about the right age, which is like, fuck. He's 70? All the more reason just to leave it alone. Do you really want to see these characters old and fucking shit in their pants? I'd just be happy if it keeps them, if it stops them from doing it's Mr. Like, Bean like, for a while. It's like the last time I, they brought back Only Fools and Horses. It was just depressing. It was depressing. Because yeah. they're old and their comic timing isn't as sharp. You know, and it's not their fault, they're just fucking old. Let them get old. They don't need the money, you don't know why they did it. So it's the same thing with Blackadder, I just don't, just don't see the point. Yeah. They're still good, you know, they're still good actors individually, but they're not what they used to be, and it's not their fault they're not what they used to be, they're just not as sharp anymore. Fucking Baldrick is hidden 70 for God's sake. People retire, they don't make comebacks. Yeah. <laughs> Again and again and again. These days, everyone does though, isn't it? Everyone returns to the well and usually fucks it up. Thank you. <clears throat> nice little thing I'll link off to. Um, Edgar Wright put up uh, Shaun of the Dead interactive screenplay. Do you see this? Uh, I glazed over it. Yeah, to PDF stuff. So there's little video clips and everything in there. So I haven't had a chance to go through it fully, but I'll put a link up. Definitely worth a look. Mm-hmm. Um, still don't fucking know when we're going to get to see the world's end here in Malaysia. Uh, we'll see it at some point. No, we'll never see it. <laughs> All right, I'm. I'm. Uh, I got my toys of the week. Or okay. Do you have any more news? Um. Derp, 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 tsh, tsh, tsh. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you see the viral marketing for the X Men, the the Trask Industries video? No. Did you see it? No. It's cool. Peter Dinklage is cool. Yeah. Seventy style. Yeah. Peter Dinklage. I mean, it's it's his time. It is the seventies. <laughs> okay, these are my toys of the week. I got three toys to share with you people. The first one is a super huge Titan Nendoroid and playset. 
this is from the Attack on Titan TV Attack. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, shit's yeah. insane looking. This is amazing. <laughs> have you even, have you seen anything about this show? I have not seen the show, and it doesn't matter. But I gotta see it now because I must own this. This is awesome. <laughs> Look at this shit. You saw this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's a. It's a like it's a little village with a little bit of wall. Yeah, and you, and get, you can you can do. <laughs> you can pose the. It comes with a, a giant titan who's like basically missing all his skin. Yeah. But he's got all the. He's like flayed muscle. Oh, his mouth opens. He looks like one of the Muppets. Yeah. He looks like they got Doctor Goldteeth. That's right. It's fucked up. Once you, <laughs> once you place it behind the little village, it looks insane. <laughs> I must have this. <laughs> So, because I, I, it's one of these things that keeps coming up, Attack on Titan, keep hearing people saying it. Mm-hmm. So I've seen clips online, but it's essentially they're living on Mars or something, and these giant monsters mm. attack them. Yeah. And, I, I, one I, of the, and this guy t- turns, figures out he can turn into a giant monster and fight them back. I gotta start seeing it, it sounds genius. Japan, go home, you're drunk. Japan never changed. <laughs> I'll be coming as soon as I find a way to distract my wife. Shine on, you <laughs> crazy motherfucking diamond. Uh, the next one is uh, something by NECA because I know um, we were going nuts for the Yed 209 Hot Toys. Oh yes. This is something that's a little bit more within our price range. It's a 10 inch Yed 209 figure oh. with sound, which uh, the uh, the Hot Toys one costs about 200 US. Yeah. This costs 60. Yay! I'm in. <laughs> um, and uh, works perfectly. It's it's a few inches it's a few inches taller than the Robocop action figure from NECA. So scale wise, it actually works out pretty good. I believe. Uh, does it come with the pig squealing noise? Ah, oh, nice. So that's about that's the price. That's the that's the size difference. Does it come with the pig squealing noise? Here, let me read the product info for you. <laughs> um, the enforcement droid two hundred nine is an ultimately abortive attempt by OCP senior president to generate automatic. Uh, yeah, we know about that. Dick Jones. Dick Jones. Dick Jones. Uh, base. We don't know what kind of noises it comes with. We do know that it does make noise. Cool. So. Probably not the squealing noise. I would imagine it's more of a weapon noise. I would love the squealing noise. <laughs> I would. I, I think it would be great if we could have the like the weapon noise, but in the background we still hear the people screaming, telling that guy to get out the way. Yeah. <laughs> get out the fuck! Get the fuck out of here! Probably does the countdown. Yeah, yeah, you have twenty, 20 seconds. You to have comply. twenty seconds to comply. I. I will now. <laughs> so yeah. That's cool. I haven't seen. Has the NECA uh, Pacific Rim eighteen-inch toys come out yet? It's not the 10 inches, but the 18 looks badass. I want a Gypsy Danger. Uh, you want a Gypsy Danger? Mm. Uh, they haven't come out yet. No. It sounds like something weird you'd ask for in a strip club. <laughs> the next thing, uh, the last thing that I want to bring to your attention, because I, I saw this a little while ago, but I keep forgetting to bring it up, is that uh, NECA is now doing um, a uh, they're doing like they've been doing like a line of uh, quarter scale figures, mm. uh, 18 inches. Uh, they had like Iron Man and Captain America, and they were very cool. And they've got these two that have come that uh, that are, that'll be coming out in the end of the end of the end of the year. And uh, the first one is a 1989 Michael Keaton Batman, Ooh. and the other one is a 1964 Adam West Batman. Oh, and they're very cool. The they're, 1964 one looks badass. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's like they're they're about 85 US, but uh, I've seen I've seen the these these figures. I've seen the Captain America and the Iron Man one, and they're they're cool. Yeah, they are very nice. And the, and the the articulation on these figures look very very cool, uh, particularly the um, the Adam West version. Uh, the Mike, the Michael Keaton version looks cool as well. They got the details of his face, of his mouth, and all of that. That's very cool. That's so cool. <laughs> and then when yeah hey nice. <laughs> even even the, look the, at that chin chum. Even the detail on Adam West's face yeah. looks badass. 
<laughs> so those those are my toys of the week. Cool. There was actually another trailer I forgot to mention, which was the trailer for Walter Mitty. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. This looks interesting. <coughs> it does because I'm. Who was in the original one? It was. It was a movie of it before. Yeah, yeah. This is a remake. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's one of those classic fifties Hollywood actors. But uh, is it Jimmy Stewart? No. Oh no, it's not Jimmy Stewart. Um, but this does look he does actually go there's some very cool shots in this yeah yeah. where he jumps through the fucking wall with Adam Scott and they go outside yeah yeah. that looks really really cool or he's falling from one building to another to another yeah yeah. those are really interesting shots I've not seen even in superhero movies I've not seen anything like those yeah it does does look very cool I'm really looking forward to this yeah but it's about a guy who daydreams a lot, so there's gonna be a lot of the daydreamy stuff, but then he actually goes and does something as well. Yeah. So yeah. and he gets hit in the face with a stick, which is good. I always see Ben Stiller getting hit. Getting getting to see Ben Stiller get hit anytime is always funny. He's yeah. just one of those actors that just takes it really well. Yeah. Do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you have any more news? No, which I'll get to reuse. Oh, it was um Do, move? do we have any emails? Uh, oh we have emails, yeah we do. Sorry, I was looking at the Ultimate Wikipedia page. <clears throat> you get this shit ready. <laughs> you are always doing this. This that what it's that movie, it's a remake of that movie that starred that guy. You know who it is. You know that and, guy. And you're the one who brought it up. You know the one with the hair? <laughs> this is my this is my new story. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? What's his name? <laughs> the guy with the face. God damn it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take you anywhere. <laughs> So, uh, we first email comes in from Bart, who says, Hi guys, I was at a party on Saturday. Anyway, there was a guy who looked like Falco the Look Dragon, and also another guy that looked like Rick Moranis. What are a few of your favorite Rick Moranis movies? Ooh. Thank you, uh, Bart. Um, well, you gotta, okay, first and foremost, you must say Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ghostbusters goes without saying. Uh, um, I am a really big fan of uh, Streets of Fire. Streets of Fire? Streets of Fire. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen Streets of Fire? You gotta see that movie. That movie's awesome. Michael Parry, <laughs> Diane Lane, Willem Dafoe, yeah. and, and, Rick, and uh, Amy Madigan and Rick Moranis. That movie's crazy. Directed by Walter Hill. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was pretty good. Oh, fucking Spaceballs. Spaceballs. He was genius in fucking Spaceballs. That's right. So he was Darth Helmet, right? Yes. Dark Helmet. <laughs> you went. You went over my helmet. <laughs> well, I mean, also, I mean, he's I mean, at one point, and I do have a soft spot for him, my Blue Heaven as well. Oh, right. My Blue Heaven with, with Steve, Martin. Steve Martin. I don't know why I like that movie so much. That movie's fucking retarded, but I, I really like it. <laughs> and um, you know, he's done so many good movies. You know, Little Shop of Horrors, oh, yeah. Strange, Strange Brew, Parenthood. He's done so many, so many good movies. Mm. Uh, but now he's retired. Oh, yeah. Well, he, t- he retired a couple years ago to take care of a sick wife. Yep, yep. And the wife, uh, she passed on. Yeah. And uh, he, then he was looking after the kids. But uh, he has released a couple of... Um, a uh, couple of comedy albums. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's uh, he's he's also like a budding musician. Hmm. So uh, he's got he had an album come out. I think it was earlier this year or late last year called My Mother's Brisket, and uh, it's supposed to be quite funny. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's good. Must listen there for that. <clears throat> Still love Honey I Shrunk the Kids when it came out. It was amazing. I got. Wasn't it Matt Furrier next door? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's Matt Furrier. There's another guy. I always get the two. Oh, there's Howling Matt. He's Howling Matt Mur- Mur- Murdoch, right? Does him and or is Matt Furrier? Um, no, Matt Furrier is not Howling Matt. That's Dwight Schultz. That's Dwight Schultz. So it's yeah. Dwight Schultz and Matt Furrier. I'm always getting two of them. Max Headroom. Yeah, I'm Matt always Matt getting the two Matt of them. Is Max yeah, I get the two of them confused all the fucking time. <laughs> Don't know why. Next email comes in from Knucklehead three two three. Says hi, Gavinine. I took the LRT last week for the first time. I will never take the LRT again. <laughs> 
But it occurred to me that it would really be a good idea to remove all the speakers from all the trains. Journey would so much nicer and the LRT company would make lots of extra money from making all the people get on the wrong trains. What are some cool movies about or that are or about or about or revolve around trains? <laughs> Unstoppable? <laughs> What's Storm Machine, Hagman? Uh, narrow Margin. Narrow Margin. That's a great movie. Narrow Margin. Um, yeah, that is a really good movie. What's the one with the Runaway Train? Not Unstoppable. Not Unstoppable. The other one. The one from the eighties. Runaway Train. Runaway Train. That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> the one that goes. The one with John Voight and Eric Roberts. Yeah, no, I think it's early. Really That's one where it goes through like Grand Stands the wall of the station at the end. The what? What speed? It's a bus dummy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You got the Orient, you got all those Orient Express movies, but I can't fucking handle Miss Marple or Poirot, so fuck that noise. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I never really got into those. Yeah. Um, I like Terror Train. Terror Train. Oh, what's remember, the one with Jamie one with, Lee Curtis? You remember that shit? No, what's the one with uh, Pierce Brosnan? Death Train. Death Train. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> De- Pierce Brosnan did a whole bunch of amazing B movies yeah. before before he became like Death Train. I remember that movie. Yeah. <laughs> It's awesome. all the nuclear material, right? It's, it's out of control or someone steals it or something. He did like a bunch of like movies with Steven Seagal titles. You know, yeah. Like Detonator and shit like that. Well, no, the, I think someone's already, I'm not sure if we pointed out, but you know, Steven Seagal movies have to be, you have to be able to say Steven Seagal is. That's right, that's right. Because he is on deadly he, ground. Yes. <laughs> he is, he is out for justice. He is on. He is marked for death. Yeah. He is hard to kill. Yeah. <laughs> What's the other one I'm he, thinking of? He is under siege. He is under siege. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, he yeah. is under siege. So he under- couldn't be. Steven Seagal is death train. <laughs> Doesn't quite work. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would death train from and terror train. <laughs> What's terror train? Terror train is this fucked up, really stupid horror movie in the '80s with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. It was one of the. I think it was something that she did not long after. Um, uh, n- not long after. Uh, Halloween. Oh. Yeah. Live Wire! That was another shit Pierce Brosnan movie. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I would have I would have to say that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other train movies. I mean, there's obviously Night and Day. There's that awesome scene in Night and Day. Yeah. No, I mean, if you're t- are you talking about movies that have cool train sequences, or are you talking about movies that revolve around shit that I don't know, I'm not looking at 333. What about Source Code? Source Code also revolves around shit that's going on in the that's train. Con- that's all in the train. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, Source Code. I forget about that movie. It's just like... As you do. You yeah. fucking bubble boy, you know? Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but those are my heads. Yeah, you, you hate fucking Jake Gyllenhaal, I forgot. <laughs> Our last email comes in from Nathan from Kent, who says, Do you ever get Javier Bardem and Jeffrey Dean Morgan mixed up? All the time at parties. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in the TV show Supernatural, right? Is he? Isn't he? He's, I thought he's in that TV show, uh, what was it, Magic? Magic Town or some shit. Magic Town <laughs> or some shit. Um, no, I don't. I don't get. I don't get those two mixed up. I used to get Michael Douglas and Kurt Russell mixed up. What? I have no idea. That's, no, the, that's the chalk and cheese. I know. And uh, no, as an adult, I have no idea how I managed to do that. But as a I'm kid, looking at some photos of Jeffrey Dean Morgan here. He does look. A, he's, he's one Javier Bardem looking motherfucker. He's also a bit of a Robert Downey Jr. looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember when Watchmen came out, I was like, wait, what, Robert Downey Jr. is the comedian? The Iron Man is the comedian. <laughs> The Iron Man is the comedian? That's fucked up. <laughs> uh, he's in Magic City. No, I, I, I admit, they do look alike. They yeah, do he look is, he's the dad in, in Supernatural, so it's not confusing with someone else. Right, they do look yeah. a bit alike. They do look a little bit alike. Although, 
Although Javier Bardem's got better hair. Yeah. He's got, you know, he's got that fiberglass hair that he just likes to keep putting on whenever he's a villain. I've noticed that that's his thing now. That's his, his hair like thing, whenever, yeah. he's, whenever he's in a Hollywood movie, he's going to have some crazy hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he's, when he's acting like in a Spanish movie, he's normal. Hmm. What was the, uh, he had the, I can never remember the character's name, but it was like the standout guy with the, the cow killing thing in uh, No Country for All Men. Yeah, the mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. mop top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. the most sinister mop top ever. Yeah. And he had the crazy blonde hair in Skyfall. <laughs> Have you seen Diving Down with the Butterfly? No. Me neither. That's all our emails for this week. If you want to email us in, you can get us at podcast at mcgeppenfries.com. That's podcast at mcgeppenfries.com. And we'll shamble on to the reviews. All right. Why don't you go ahead? I'll go ahead and do the superhero stuff first. So DC Animated Universe has been releasing a lot of uh, animated movies mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. They've done. There's a whole list here. Have you seen any of these? Uh, no, I haven't been. Um, I haven't been keeping up to date with all of the DC animated stuff. I hear it's very good though. Yeah, so they had Superman Doomsday, which I think was okay. Justice League: The New Frontier, which kind of shortened. I saw Doomsday. I saw The New Frontier. I haven't seen the recent stuff. Yeah, I haven't seen Gotham Knight, Batman Gotham. The Knight. last one I saw was Wonder Woman. Mm. The one with um, uh, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Green Lantern first. New, Fron- New Frontier was awesome. Yeah. That was a really, really good piece of work. It wasn't quite the same as the comic book, but I think no, it was okay. But it, but it worked really well. Um, yeah, I mean, I really, really like that. Uh, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies is pretty good. I that could that. be the... You've seen a lot more than you thought. I saw Public Enemies. I think, so, so that was the last thing I saw. Yeah. yeah. You sure? Yeah. What's the next one? Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> so everything from Justice League Crisis on Two Earths I have not seen. Okay. Batman Under the Red Hood? Uh, no, I have not seen that. That was okay. Uh, Batman Superman Apocalypse? That's kind of... It, it's more of a... This is, the, I, I, this is, I, I, this I, is where they start getting into their problem, which is that all their movies have Superman and Batman in them. Right. They're not building the universe out. After this, they're kind of like... Because that one's more about Supergirl yeah. and Apocalypse yeah. and Darkseid, Seed. Well, the one thing I will say is that um, the DC seem to handle their animation way better than Marvel. Uh, the DC animation stuff is really good. It's really cool. They seem to have a much better handle on the characters uh, in, in their animation. And they mix it up. Yeah. There's different takes on there. Yeah. I mean, like, Did so you see the Green Lantern one? Green Lantern Emerald Knights. Yeah. Yeah. Is that good? Um, that was Nathan Fillion again, wasn't it? Yep. As Hal Jordan. Yep. That was okay. That was where the yeah, that was him and Sinestro buddying up. Yep. Yeah, that was good. Um sorry, what was the next Batman Superman Alcoholips? All Star Superman was pretty good as well because it's the the Grant Morrison comics pretty good. I saw the first half of that. Yeah. Uh, Green Lantern Emerald Lights, Batman Year One. I don't think I've seen Year One. Justice League Doom was pretty good, but I mean they changed things unnecessarily. Justice League Doom is Tower of Babel from the JLA, JLA mm-hmm. but they changed it up a bit to put some other bad guys in place instead of the ones that were originally in it. Superman versus the Elite, I never read that comic and that was kind of cool. It was almost like Superman versus the Authority. Oh yeah? Yeah, they were a group of superheroes who were like, we're going to do shit our way, we're not going to just sit back and let the world go to fuck. But then eventually they get out of hand and Superman's got to put them down. Batman the Dark Knight Returns and the latest two are Superman Unbound and Justice League The Flashpoint Paradox yeah. <clears throat> Superman Unbound sucks <laughs> that's my review I could have told you that the only good thing about it is John Noble plays Brainiac so John Noble who was Walter Bishop in Fringe oh yeah John Noble's in it yeah I took a piss next to him really <laughs> <laughs> he's really tall <laughs> No, the first time I went to the con. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the heavy metal part is at the same place. They were in a different booth. I went to take a piss, and then I looked up to my left, and lo and behold, <laughs> shit! It's Walter Bishop! You had a fringe event. Oh, can we go make some LSD? <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'm smoking hardly constitutes as marijuana. Yeah. Um, I love custard. 
I can't believe that show's over. I can't believe it's over, yeah. Don't yeah. tell me. I still haven't seen oh, the last Jesus few Christ. <laughs> I still haven't seen the last few episodes. Catch the fuck up, dude. Right. Anyway, it's based on Superman Brainiac. Or mm-hmm. was it Brainiac Attacks or some shit like that. So it's basically just Brainiac. You know, there's a bit of Candor in there. A little bit of... Um, this is Supergirl. Superman hmm? this is Superman, Superman Band, yeah. There's a little bit of uh, relationship building with uh, Lois Lane that's completely pointless and her eyes are purple. But I call it that box for no reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... And what's his name? Um, the guy who played Batman in the Batman, the Brave and the Bold, Riddick, what, uh, Diedrich Bader. Diedrich Bader, yeah. Diedrich Bader plays Lombard for no reason, which is just great to hear his voice in anything. Mm-hmm, He's mm-hmm. like, hey, how's it going, boss? Yeah. He's the only reason I missed the Drew Carey show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah have you seen those Batman, Brave and the Bold? Yeah, I have. I, it, I mean, I've, seen, I've seen a few of them. They're, they're, they're funny. They're very funny. They're very, very funny. And he's a great Batman. He's a fantastic Batman. Yeah. He's so stoic. Cause like, when he, especially when he's dealing with Aquaman. Yeah. Because Aquaman's like, hello, chum. <laughs> I shall call this the adventure of the missing bank vault. Blue Beetle needs his own fucking movie. The blue, the, the, that's the kid that, one. That, yeah, that's a good way you can go young. Yeah. Not like that stupid shit they're trying to do with Fantastic Four. Did you hear about that? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, aside from Michael B. Jordan, like, the, like they've been tossing his name around as Human Torch, which is all kinds of wrong. Oh, he's a black guy. Because he's, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm fucking, why do we even need to discuss this? <laughs> we discussed it before, I think. I know, but there's this other guy um, going, backtracking slightly to news. Uh, I think his name is Miles Teller. He's uh, the guy from... It's more interesting than Superman Unbound, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, he's, he's the male lead in the movie The Spectacular Now, which is really getting really good reviews at the moment. Uh, and but he's like fucking twelve, you know. <laughs> to play what? Uh, Reed Richards. Reed what? Reed Richards, which suggests they're going the ultimate uh, Fantastic Four route. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, Ultimate Fantastic Four, they were all really young, right? They're like students and shit. They started young, but they weren't twelve. Well, I mean, I'm just a figure Ultimate of Iron Man went that young. Figure of speech. He's not twelve, twelve, but he looks fucking twelve. He, he's probably he's probably like nineteen or twenty, but he looks ridiculously young. Yeah. And it just. Uh, I don't know why. Why, why do we even bother? So wait, we got like a fucking we got a black human torch. <coughs> so try explaining that. Just get what's his name back as the thing. I think he was awesome in it. What's yeah. his name? The, the Michael Chiklis. You know what? You know it's like you got a black human torch. You're gonna have like a super young fucking Reed Richards. To try and make the black human torch make sense, you must have been adopted or some shit. You just throw in a fucking Mexican Ben Grimm, and you know, you're the, the world's first progressive superhero movie. You're not thinking, <laughs> Gavin, you're not thinking big enough. You're not thinking four dimensionally. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I got a real problem with that. Did you ever read the Marvel Knights 1, 2, 3, 4? I did, yes. Yeah, because that was where like Reed would be like in his room thinking and stretching his brain into weird shapes so he could think outside all the boxes. There are just so many amazing things you can do with the Fantastic Four, and it's the fact that they just continue to not get it. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Hickman's run was supposed to be very good. The I, recent, he did one of the more recent ones. And Matt Fraction did a run as well, didn't he? I have actually. I mean, in terms of in terms of reading comic books. I'm about four or five years behind. Yeah, well, you don't have Comixology app, app yet, which once you do, you will see, say goodbye to all your whatever, whatever money you haven't spent on t-shirts. Go fucking comics. Then I shall never know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll show it to you on your laptop later. <laughs> you join me in this hell I've created for myself. Yeah. Anyway, so you go back to Superman on Yeah, so it's basically just, you know, Supergirl is from Kandor, or she was in Kandor or whatever. She, you know, ends up getting here later than like she was older than Clark but she gets upgrading here later than he did so she's still getting used to Earth mm-hmm. Brainiac comes she's got to man up he's got to man up it's just why would you do this it's just lame and the Flashpoint the, was it the Justice League the Flashpoint Paradox 
is the perfect counter argument to why you would make these movies because Flashpoint was the thing that was the cross company event they had about two years ago where it started off the new 52 this is mm-hmm. this 52 bullshit for the last couple of years they're obsessed with 52 in DC mm-hmm. um, where essentially everyone's younger they, they rebooted the entire universe and changed it up slightly but yep. the thing that led into that was the Flash something happened with the Flash where he changed the world accidentally mm-hmm. and there was ripples from. T- he did something to mess with time but there were ripples from that right. so Superman didn't land in Kansas he landed on Metropolis and destroyed the fucking place Right. Um, Bruce Wayne died. Thomas Wayne is the Batman, his father, and like he's 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 rich, but he's from running casinos and shit, and he's an alcoholic. And his wife is the Joker. You never really see her, but they hint to it a lot. Right. He's always looking for the Joker, and he's just like he's fucking like he's stubbly as fuck. He's like, where the fuck is the Joker? And he uses guns. It's Batman with guns. Hmm. So like you're introduced to the Flash. He wakes up and he wakes up one day. He's not the Flash anymore. He hasn't got the Speed Force. And someone else is speeding around, so it's Doctor Zoom or some bullshit like that. He's a the Flash is a great league. Like they have, he actually has. They call them the Rogues Gallery. Mm-hmm. Like they're the you know Captain Cold, Captain Boomerang, all those fucking yeah, idiots. He's got a. He's got a. They're loonies. They're great. He's got amazing villains. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the I mean, one of the best Justice League cartoons was where like they want to get some detail on what's going on, and I think Batman wants to rough rough up the trickster, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is played by who's played by Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah. And the Flash just goes over to him and has a chat. Yeah, he's like, are you off your meds again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen, I've seen that one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But essentially, he's changed the universe. Uh, Wonder Woman and the Amazons are at war with the Atlanteans. So, like, they fucking, they've invaded, the Amazons have invaded Britain, called it New, New, New the Mascara. Aquaman has fucking flooded Europe in retaliation. <laughs> it's just like, you know. I gotta, I gotta tweet that. Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers, Steve, not Steve Rogers, what's his name? Steve, who's the Steve from Wonder Woman? Uh, Steve from Wonder Woman. Yeah, Steve. I can't remember the guy. I can't remember. It's not the Rogers. Guy. It's not Rogers. That's it's not Irwin either. No, no. It's not Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, he gets off like in a re- like. It's, it, this is not for kids. This one. This one is balls to the wall. Huge action scenes. The Flash trying to get his shit together. Um, you've got like. Grifter is in it for fuck's sake because Grifter like Wildstorm is now part of yeah, the DC yeah, universe so yeah. Grifter turns up as a, yeah. a resistance hero fighting beside the demon Etrigan yep. so it's kind of cool and it, that's the kind of thing they need to do like there's no point doing Superman Unbound which is almost like a play with punching in space mm-hmm. as opposed to the Justice League which has a, like from all corners of the Justice universe and you know huge battles and stuff going on and it's just really really cool mm-hmm. I would highly recommend it Excellent. But not that much for kids because it said Batman shoots some motherfuckers around the place and like, yeah, Steve dies very badly. No, but the, the DC animation, for the most part, has been not necessarily for kids. Yeah. But it has wavered in quality. Like, I mean, they, Under the Red Hood was kind of like, okay, whatever. Apocalypse is okay. I mean, you, you gotta, they got to make sure that they're doing this for a good reason. Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. <laughs> Man with two first names. Um... You know, I think the Dark Knight Returns is again. That's a that's a, a you know a key touchstone for that character, and doing that with Peter Weller is fucking amazing. You still haven't seen that, have you? No, I still haven't seen it. Yeah. No, uh, you know, Peter Weller is awesome. Yeah. So those are the ones they should do. And and I, haven't, is, I haven't seen Batman Year One. I'd like to check that out as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Flashpoint Paradox definitely give it a go. Superman Unbound, you give it a miss. Excellent. All right. Well, I'll, I'll move on to my review. I reviewed uh, Maniac. Yeah. Um, this is a remake of the 1980 slasher film that was directed by William Lustig, who uh, coincidentally gets a producer credit on, on this film. 
And uh, I mean, the it's about it's about this guy Frank, who is um, a bit of a recluse. He's the owner of a mannequin store, um, and he's got serious, serious fucking mommy issues. Basically, uh, the plot of the film stays relatively close to the plot of the original. And the original is that um, basically his mom was like a prostitute who just basically abused him. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get to see in a series of uh, flashbacks uh, Frank what, um, as a child watching his mother, played by America Olivo. Who? Uh, America Olivo. Who's that? Uh, you might remember her from Bitch Slap opposite the great Kevin Sorbo. Or Same Bitch Slap. Uh, no. <laughs> I have it, I haven't watched it. Uh, if you don't remember her from that movie, you may remember her as the Frisbee Girl in Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. The Frisbee Girl. <laughs> hey, once, you, once, you've been, once you've been the Frisbee Girl in a Michael Bay movie, you know you're going places. But anyway, I mean, she's... Don't, but let, don't, 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 don't let that distract. Don't let don't, don't let the fall and distract you. Don't let those credits distract you from from what's happening. She's actually very good in this. Okay. Um, I mean, her, the the part is very small, mainly just through flashbacks. But um, she does a good job of what she's supposed to do. And basically, you see what Frank saw as a child and how it just completely fucked him up. Mm -hmm. um, in the original, Frank was played by Joe Spinell. Yep. Um, and it's been it's widely regarded as Spinell's best performance of his career, and deservedly so. He was amazing in it. Uh, in the remake, uh, the character of Frank is played by Elijah Wood, um, and it's it's really really. Cool. I mean, it's genius that they've done that because you. It's very difficult to compare the two because they're just so different. Mm -hmm. Uh, physically, they couldn't be more. They couldn't be more different from each other. Joe Spinell is like this hulking monster, yeah, yeah. and and Elijah Wood is he's fucking Frodo for God's sake. You know, I mean, he, he's not going to hurt anyone, yeah, <laughs> unless you've seen Sin City. Um, Creepy little shit. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, uh, that's so. That's basically the plot: is that he he runs he runs this mannequin store. He restores mannequins, and he just has this. Fucked up, fast, fucked up uh, thing where he's also a psychopathic killer who goes around stalking women and killing them and scalping them. Right. That's his thing. Uh, and in the, <laughs> the, the there's this whole other section that, of a relationship that he has with this girl Anna, who's played by Nora Arzenda, and um, that was also from the remake. In the remake, she was in this. She's a photographer. In the original, she was a she's also a photographer. But the the, the circumstances in which they met was slightly different. Uh, so I'm not going to mention anything about that relationship because if you see the movie, it'll be good for you to go in with a few things that you're that'll, that'll be a bit of a nice surprise for you. Mm. Um, this remake, the, the remake, they've relocated the action from New York to LA. Mm -hmm. um, it's directed by Frank Calhoun, who directed P2, uh, and he said that originally the script was set in New York, but uh, times have changed since then. New York has essentially been cleaned up and it's overrun with hipsters now. Yeah. I mean, fucking Brooklyn is hipster, hipster central. Yeah, yeah. Where it, but that's not how it used to be when the original Maniac first came out. And, and over the years, L.A. has kind of become this sort of seedy wasteland of craziness. Yeah. And so that's why they've chosen to relocate it to L.A. And it works very, very well. It makes complete sense. Um, L.A. is a character right. in this film. And it's kind of interesting... I think if you see it, you'll notice a few things, and maybe from the last time you were there. Mm. Um, see the underbelly of Venice Beach. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it's. Uh, I mean, the the 
the relocation of LA works really well. Now, the, the main calling card that the remake has is, of course, the, the POV approach. Okay. Is that this is a film seen almost entirely from Frank's point of view. Really? And uh, we only see for, uh, Elijah Wood in reflections. Uh, well, mainly reflections. There are, there are a, a few out-of-body experiences where he sort of watches himself as he's... Doing stuff. As, as he's doing as he's doing stuff and that's quite fucking chilly because mm. uh, he's you know because he, as he's doing it he's kind of getting off on it and it's it's fucked up to see fucking Elijah Wood do this shit um, uh, but what's the POV thing it works it's the kind of thing that could very easily be seen as a gimmick mm -hmm. and I suppose depending on how much of a dick you want to be it is a gimmick but it's a gimmick that works way more than it doesn't okay it doesn't always work there are, you know, but uh, but it, you forget about it quite. You forget about it pretty quickly because the movie starts like that and stays yeah. that way. So after a while, you kind of you kind of forget about it, and you're actually kind of in this fucker's head, mm. which is really really fun. Not the best place to be. Yeah, and so the movie opens with you as the killer stalking your first prey. Wow. And you you know he's uh, Frank. He's stalking this um, this chick that he's been following. Uh, and in his in his van, and he's he, he stalks her. He follows her home, and she's going home from a club. It's very creepy, very effective, and just puts you right in the action. And you immediately get a sense of the movie that you're you're watching. Mm. Um, what's interesting, I, I, what I thought was really cool is that by having the, the doing the POV approach, by having you having us see everything through Frank's eyes, everything seems just dirty. Mm. You know, even you could be you could be look it. It could be just like a regular shot, but the fact that you know this is what he's seeing yeah, yeah. just colors it some differently, and it fe the movie feels dirtier. It feels grime. And is it focused on certain things that it wouldn't normally be on? Um, not necessarily. I mean, no. It's it's quite singular in the sense that when he's following girls, like the way that he sort of who he looks for, and when there are so, like like there's this one section in the middle of the movie where he's just kind of on the prowl, mm. looking at girl, and you can. It's very clever how they show how some girls catch him looking and then fuck off. Mm. You know, it's like what the fuck, you know, like and there's, there's, you know, and him just sort of parked there, and then suddenly you're, he's looking at one chick, and then suddenly this cop bangs on the window. It's like you can't park here, <laughs> like that kind of shit. Yeah. And that kind of jolted me a bit because it's like he's talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this weird thing that <laughs> that's 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 fucked up. But no, have, seeing everything through his eyes just makes the whole thing just feel dirty. Yeah. And that's a very interesting thing. I'm not sure if they, if that was, if that was the plan, mm. or if that would just kind of happen. But that's a very, it's a very unnerving feeling. The the kills are very unnerving because it's you feel it's you're getting like a, a you know you're seeing him do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're seeing yourself do it for lack of a better word. Is that any good? Yeah, we talked about it for like twenty minutes already. <laughs> well, I mean, because plot wise, it's fairly simple. Yeah, you know, but Elijah Wood is amazing in this film. Really, for what like. Just a lot well, of hand acting. The, the, the thing is, is that even though even though his part is largely a, a vocal performance, um, you he's there throughout. Mm. You 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 know, and he was on set every day, and it, and you 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 feel that. Mm. You know, it's like the even though the actors are looking at the camera, you do feel that they're talking to a real person, and you do get a you do feel his presence, mm. and you you leave the you, you finish the movie convinced you've seen him way more than you actually have. Um, and that's something that's really interesting. I mean, with the exception of those out-of-body things, mm. um, it's just reflections. And that, the, I mean, that 
the reflections work for the most part. There are a couple of times when, as he's walking and you see in the distance a mirror and you're like, you know he's going to go to the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and that can be, it's not, it doesn't take you out of the picture so much as it just, after a while, you notice the tricks. Yeah. Uh, but there are some things they do with the reflections where you're like, how the fuck did they do that? Where's, yeah. where's the cut? You know, and uh, that, that was cool. And Elijah Wood just looks... Creepy as fuck. I mean, I remember seeing the trailers. He looked pretty creepy. Yeah, he looks creepy as fuck. It's, <laughs> I mean, and uh, it's it's a uh, it's a really interesting approach that he's taken. I mean, and the the one funny thing about it is that you get to see Frodo do Gollum. Yeah. Because he has conversations with himself. Oh, really? And and uh, well, the whole thing with the mannequins is that it's like he's killing his mother over and over again. And he's talking to her as and well. And he's talking to her. So he's talking to himself, and it's just sort of like what. What? Shut up! <laughs> like, things, things like that, you know. And, is he doing both sides of the conversation, or just one half, and the other half's in his head? It's 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 one half, but his his tone changes a lot. Yeah. So he goes from being really angry to really sad really quickly, and so it's it does feel like he's it's two different people, even though hmm. it's very one sided. Hmm. Um, and it's it's just a really crazy performance. Cool. Um, Definitely worth watching. Definitely worth watching. I mean, it, it's 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 the best midnight drive-in movie I've seen in a while. Really? Since uh, Midnight Beat Train? Well, it's kind of like it's it's like it's like an art arty grindhouse movie. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't shy away from the gore. I mean, the kills are ridiculously gory. The scalping is the foley work on the scalping is fucked up Ugh. because like when he's cutting, you hear the squelch. Yeah, and it's just like fuck, it's fucked up. And even he's like the great thing about it is that. There are times when he loves it, and there are times when even he's like, ah, ah, he's cutting this fucking head. <laughs> you enjoyed this movie far too much, didn't you? It's, you know, as a movie, it's not perfect, but as a remake... Did your wife watch it with you? No. <laughs> That's all I need to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kills are awesome. Very gruesome, very difficult to watch. I mean, because it does sound like it does sound like it falls between stools. Like what kind? It is a horror movie essentially. But it, it it's, is. It, it's a slasher film from the perspective of the slasher. Yeah. Which is that's interesting enough. I mean, they didn't really push it that way though. Mm, well, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it, it's that way from the beginning, and mm. it's it's not showy, mm. but um, it is a very very clear choice that you are aware of very early on. Mm. Um, and you forget about it. I forgot about it after a while. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think where where, where this movie really succeeds bri- uh, amazingly well is as a remake. Yeah. Um, to actually come up with something fresh, something different, and uh, while I, still honoring the original. While still honoring the original, there's there's a couple of homages, like visual homages, to the way he holds the knife, like the reflection of him holding the knife, holding the holding the the fucking scalped head. You know, it's that that's from the poster of the original movie. You're really disturbing right now. You know that. <laughs> Not only, not only do you like this movie too much, but you're referencing the original movie far too often. <laughs> Creep. Yeah, I mean, this movie is not as... I mean, the, the original was was much more in your... was uh, It was a lot more... Video nasty? Yeah. This one, as gory as it is, just there, there, it, there's, a, there's an elegance to it hmm. that's, uh, that, that I wasn't expecting. Cool. Yeah. So, I, yeah take a look. I highly recommend it. If you're a slasher, if you like slasher movies, I don't see how you can not like this. It's funny, I forgot uh, this news from last week was essentially Charlotte Copley is going to be making an R-rated POV action movie. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that. 
Um, there was a video that popped up online a while ago for the song Bad Motherfucker by the band Biting Elbows. Did you hear this? No. It was one where it's like it's a guy in a suit, but it's all from his perspective. And there's a lot of, like what you're talking about, funny cuts. Mm-hmm. Like he's, at one point, I think he's fought, there's one guy with a suitcase and they're kind of fighting over the suitcase. You can see his hand, you know, fighting with the other guy for the suitcase. And he beats the shit out of that guy, gets in the lift, sorts himself out. The lift opens, he steps into a lobby and bad guys in suits step out from behind everything. Like literally, it's, there's just a security guard there and the next minute the room is full of 30 people. And from that point onwards, he's fighting, he's running, he's falling down lift shafts, all this kind of shit, all POV. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Bad Motherfucker. I'll link off to it. I, I, I've, I've seen um, the, 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 ba- the, the short. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, it's with teleporting in it, right? Is it? Yeah, 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 there's some teleporting in it. Yeah. So it's, it's the guy who uh, made that. It's, his, um, it's a science fiction movie about a cyborg created in secret. And Timur Bembetov is, Bembetov is uh, producing the guy who did the uh, Nightwatch movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm wanted as well. And Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Well, he was produced on that, wasn't he? No, he directed that he as well. Directed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind that movie. I, yeah. That movie's a guilty pleasure for yeah, me. I thought it's... it was pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, what's it was unfo- unfairly maligned. Yeah, it was. Just fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I saw Mr. Go, which is a weird... I don't know if... It, I, I don't... My, my Chinese and Korean isn't up to what it used to be. So I'm not sure whether it's half in Chinese and half in Korean or the other way around or both. But it's an incredibly cheesy opening with basically explaining the history of this gorilla. And you're like, the fuck is this? This is like educational level shit. But then it pulls out mm-hmm. and that's actually a sports agent selling the documentary of this gorilla to sportsmen or mm-hmm. sports, mm-hmm. a baseball league. Mm-hmm. So essentially, this 15-year-old girl has this gorilla. Uh, he hits baseballs really well because her granddad taught him how to play it. Mm-hmm. And so... This Korean agent gets her to go bring the gorilla there. There's another gorilla who's he's a he's a lowland gorilla which is quite tame. Mm-hmm. There's a mountain gorilla there as well who pitches, who's an angry fuck. And um, she oh, goes sounds awesome. Yeah, she goes she goes off to, to Korea to play baseball with the gorilla, make money so they can pay these shady loan sharks who the grandfather owed money to. And there's nothing unusual about the fact that there is this gorilla. Yeah, yeah, they're all like, this is the first gorilla playing, and like, can we do this in the rules? It's not in the rules. People are a bit worried about it. Right, right, but right, it gets right, to, right. it gets to the gorilla playing baseball pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously, it's a sports movie. Mm-hmm. And they play the walk of life continually. <laughs> it's his... I didn't realize that they I, played... I've changed my mind. This movie sucks. Yeah. I want to watch it. Between... I think it's a really odd movie. Like, the... the you know, if they're going for the route, like, you know, they, they hit a few problems. You know, the sports agent puts them up in his house, and he's like a fucking God knows how many thousand dollar Japanese tree in his arboretum that, you know, Mr. Go makes his bed out of. So there's a kind of, and he's got the weird, you know, that kind of Asian comedy of screaming, mm-hmm, grown mm-hmm. men screaming, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. children kind of stuff. <laughs> That's going on. If you think it's like Mighty Joe Young where she loves the girl, there is that, but in order to get him to hit the ball, she has to crack a whip. She doesn't hit him, but she's cracking a whip. So it's this kind of weird counterpoint of like is he really like her or is just an animal there's a whole thing of like she speaks to him they grew up at the same age or they grew up together so supposedly she's speaking to them but like there's a whole subplot about her never really understanding what he said and she's just playing along the whole time mm-hmm. it's just fucking bizarre and then Danny Boy plays through it for no reason The Walk of Life and Danny Boy play pretty much constantly through the entire film Danny Boy? Danny Boy oh Danny Boy oh right <laughs> not so, the comedian right right I was like that makes no sense <laughs> so between I was just like I, I, I was like this is terrible 
And yet every fucking time Danny Boy came on, I was like getting choked up for this fucking gorilla. <laughs> this bad, and he's not even animated that well. But it's just certain moments you kind of get in on. I gotta watch this movie. It's just, it's all over the place. This movie sounds ridiculous. And like, the, the, there's, they're from a circus, right? So she leaves them behind. And the sport, I mean, a lot of this is all hanging on the fact that the sports agent hasn't paid them anything. They paid half a fucking season of baseball and he hasn't paid them anything. To start paying off. You're getting really upset for them. <laughs> no! It's like, just get paid. Because, I mean, the whole plot of the gangsters with the pitching gorilla, mm. who they owe money to, mm-hmm. I mean, they're playing baseball. They shouldn't be getting paid for playing baseball. Therefore, they should have paid the gangsters off by now. Yep. But they're not, because the gangsters need to be... And the gangsters are totally comedy. Like, they come to rough up the... The, uh, the circus and take the baseball playing gorilla not realising he's not there and the other gorilla's there and that gorilla beats the shit out of them and then they become sympathetic characters We're like we don't want to be mean <laughs> we're legitimate businessmen like the centre of video it's like we were gonna do all this shit but we don't your gorilla beat the crap out of us we just please send us some money when you get a chance like they've gone from demanding deadlines to please just send us some money when you get a chance and then they come over with the, the pitching gorilla. So then you have gorilla on gorilla action, and there's fights in the rain. Ah, it's just fucking weird. But do you recommend it? No, I don't think so. Because I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what audience this would have. Like for kids, it's all in Korean, so kids aren't gonna fucking sit still for subtitles. Maybe a dubbed version might work for kids. <laughs> I mean, it's just Looney Tunes. Complete. I don't know what. The- <laughs> I don't know why I went to see this. As you're talking about it, I kind of want to see it. Yeah, I mean, I was like, because I got the invite for the press screening, I was like, should I go see this? I don't know. Why not? Mm, nothing. Mm. Nothing else going on? Yeah. I'll go do it. It's on Tuesday. It's all right. So, fucking, just, uh, I don't know. It's just really odd. Uh, it's, the director, he directed 200 Pounds Beauty and Oh Brothers and Take Off as well. 200 Pounds Beauty is a well-known one, isn't it? Well-known Korean drama show. Mm. Koreans, eh? What are you gonna do? But it's a mess. It's kind of a glorious mess, but I did, like I said, I was getting choked up with the girl. <laughs> oh, because he gets an injury as well, because it's a sports movie, of course, as well. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, there's also, there's something about sports movies with gorillas that feature the song Danny Boy that, you know, you just... And the walk of life, constantly. You see, no, like, the walk of life loses me. The walk of life reminds me of... I heard the walk of life in the pub last night and I started looking for the gorilla. <laughs> walk of life, I don't know. I can't think of... The, uh, that, that song just reminds me of Nazi Germany. What? <laughs> 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 I, just, I just imagine that's what the Nazis listened to as they were bombing people. Dire Straits. <laughs> or something to that effect. No, I like Dire Straits. I hate the walk of life. <laughs> I like Dire Straits. They've done some. They did some good songs back in their day. But the Walk of Life is hey, money for nothing, baby. Is fucking Satan wrote that shit. Mm. Actually, that makes no sense. If Satan wrote it, it would be the best song ever. Mm. Okay, so Mr. Goes bizarrely weird. Uh, I'm gonna finish up with Warm, Warm Bodies. Mm. So Warm Bodies is the zombie movie that came out recently. If it wasn't for Shaun of the Dead, it would be the first Rom Zom com. Yeah, um, so, it's, but because of Shaun of the Dead, it isn't. Yeah, um, Nicholas Holt, who was from About a Boy and uh, Jack the Giant Slayer, is uh, or who's a zombie. Yeah, and, and he's, he's also Beast in the X Men. Yeah, and he's introduced. He, the movie is int- introduced through him. So there has been a zombie apocalypse. They all hang out at the airport because they don't know where else to go. They've got a little bit of function. 
they kind of growl at each other. This is when they're like, there's no food, there's no one around to eat right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they kind of just wander around and he's narrating over it and his narration's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The narration is incredibly funny. Uh, there's a bit in the trailer where he talks about meeting up with Rob Corddry and says, this is my friend, uh, M. Because no one, they, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't, he can't remember his name, so he presumes this guy's M. Yeah. Fuck it. We, we sometimes, we, we meet up and sometimes we almost have conversations with just looking at each other, kind of going, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he does, Nicholas Holt is great in this just with his face. Mm. Uh, into his life uh, comes Julie, who's Teresa Plummer, who, you know, they, they have to come out looking for supplies. The zombies do have to eat ever so often. And the key they've added to this is that when zombies eat brains, they may not have their own memories about what happened to their life before they were a zombie, but when they eat other people's brains, they can relive their memories for a short time. Right. So did he eat her boyfriend's, boyfriend's brains? <laughs> I see, I see, I see. But he kind of, like, he likes her anyway before that. This is the kind of hold their eyes meeting across, you know, a crowded room full of zombies and humans and him getting shot, but still the music's playing and he's kind of looking at her. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, they, she gets separated. He brings her back to his, he lives in an airplane at the airport and he has a lot, like, he has a record player and he's bits and things, you know, and as his gets to know her, he kind of gets more, he starts to come out of his shell. Right, he's like a he's like a sensitive zombie. Yeah, but he kind of he gets more reanimated. Like at the beginning, he's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but as it goes on, he's like food, mm-hmm. or you know, when he's saying like be dead, mm-hmm. and she starts doing the fake zombie walk, and he's like, just looks at her and goes, too, too much. much. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, a lot of this is in. The, I mean, the trailer actually, the trailers there because because uh, the movie's just recently come out here, but. It came out in the U.S. quite a while ago. Mm. I was out here a while ago as well. It's been a good while back. We just didn't get a chance to see it. It's good, though. Uh, John Malkovich is her dad who's, like, against this all. And as you go along, you know, her name is Julie. Mm-hmm. His name is R. Uh-huh. There is... I mean, you don't go too heavily into Romeo and Juliet comparisons. Right, right. But it is really fucking funny. And as, as you know... The other zombies are then reminded of their loves and their lives as they start getting a bit more reanimated. And there are creepy fuck... When certain points where the zombies just don't really try to hang on anymore, they basically peel off their own skin and are just skeleton kind of things, and which are really fucking creepy. The bonies, and they'll eat anything. And they're the kind of enemy in this whole thing, so they have to kind of be against that. Um, but it's just them trying to, you know, them getting together, him trying to figure out, them trying to figure out what's happening to him. He's not quite a zombie anymore, but he's not quite alive. And Nicholas Holt nails this movie. It's his movie and it's great. No, I've heard good things about it. Um, yeah, I'll check it out. You should definitely check it out. Just and the, the soundtrack is really cool. Just have it has a nice bit of like because he he collects he has the music he's been collecting music in his airplane. Right. You know, he's just pick and put it there, so he's got like a good collection of Dylan and Guns and Roses and all sorts of stuff. So it's just kind of it's 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 a meat cute movie, but one of them happens to be dead. <laughs> Why didn't they put that on the poster? Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I hate that phrase, meet cute. I don't, it keeps cropping up in like Hollywood magazines and shit. And yet you just used it. I know. I hate myself. I know. I should kill myself. You should. I should. <laughs> After just, this podcast. Just leave. I'll, wait, don't do it yet. I want to tell you what to leave me. Oh. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my Scott Pilgrim, all my Scott Pilgrim t-shirts, don't give them to Gavin. Can't wear them anyway. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> We will finish off as we like to do with the box office results from Kuala Lumpur. Well, not Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, Malaysia. and the U.S. So at number ten in Malaysia, Mr. Go. Hey, there we go. Number nine, nine, Red Two. Don't bother. Number eight, SDU Special Duties Unit. Comedy. 
I don't know. Mm. <laughs> number seven, Despicable Me 2. Did you see that? You saw this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't see this. Number six, Turbo. Number five, Pacific Rim. Which seems to have made a lot of money in China. Um, it should, be getting, China. It should if, be getting a sequel. If, if the Chinese Film Commission pay Hollywood, they might just see the money. <laughs> number four, Kara King. The fuck is that? I don't know. Number three, The Conjuring, which is getting great reviews, but I have heard some people say, well, it's a jumping movie. Yeah. Uh, number two, The Wolverine. Did you see this yet? Um, I haven't seen it yet, no. Mm. And number one, R.I.P.D. Fuck's sake. <laughs> That's a bit of a shock. Yeah, it's kind of like everyone I've said is like, you should see it, but just don't bother in the cinema. U.S. box office. Number 10, Pacific Rim. Rim. Number, number nine, nine, The Heat. Number eight, Red 2. Number seven, Turbo. Six, Grown Ups 2. Five, The Despicable Me 2. That's a lot of sequels. Four, The Conjuring. Number three, The Smurfs 2. Are you going to see that? Uh, probably. You fucking love the first one. <laughs> Although you were on pretty strong medication at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> number two, The Wolverine. And at number one, Two Guns. Thank you for listening, boys and girls. We've been with the Apple Fries Podcast. Thank you. Good night. Good night.